Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. The Elite Eight is set, and we're in store for some great ball this weekend. With you earlier during the tournament, because BetQL's countdown to tip-off is 7 to 9 a.m., so that's why you're hearing from me right and early, 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Welcome into Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. We'll cover today's games in a moment, but a lot of baseball betting coming your way. Divisions, awards with two of my favorites, Sean Zarillo and Jim Miller drop by. Oh yeah, I'm Joe Ostrowski, live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. All right, today's games have identical spreads of two and a half points. First off, the three-seed Kansas State favored by two and a half against Florida Atlantic. The metrics actually favor FAU. They think they're the better team, slightly. But I get the Marquis Noel love, especially after what he did against Sparty at the Garden Thursday night. K-State has shot better than 60% on all their two-pointers in all three tournament wins. And not the strongest of opinions on this game, but the number should be closer to a pick So I have to go with the underdog in FAU, plus 2.5. We've had a 5 seed or higher in 10 of the last 11 years for the Final Four, so maybe we get a 9 this time around. UConn and Gonzaga tonight, a matchup of arguably... The two hottest teams in the nation. I kind of wish this was a Final Four game, but the committee made that group of death region. Drew Timmy, unstoppable the other night. 36 points against a terrific UCLA defense. The question with the Zags is always their defense. It's never their great offense. I'm on UConn minus 2.5. This four seed as good as anyone in the country, and I gave them out. At 24-1, to entering the tournament, uh, they dominate the glass with their bigs out-rebounding teams night after night. Give me the Huskies, so we're going with a dog and a favorite today. Well, let's hear from a college hoops expert. Isaac Trotter of CBS Sports shared his thoughts on today's two Elite Eight matchups when he joined me yesterday on BetQL Daily. Take a listen. Yeah, I think it's hard not to go with Kansas State right now with how well they're playing. I think they have the two best players on the floor, uh, and that matters. The one thing, too, though, injuries have played a big factor, and Marquise Noel rolled his ankle earlier in that game, and he come back in, he played really well. But if we know anything about sprained ankles, it's that next day hurts, and it's going to be real swollen today. So we'll see how he responds to that. But at the end of the day, I think Kansas State has the better team. This is a good matchup for FAU just because Kansas State wants to play small. FAU will play small, and they'll fly around. But it's hard to it's hard to bet against the little guy, right? He is playing phenomenal right now. I mean, flirting with 20-20 yeah. last night, that was legendary stuff. So I think Florida Atlantic has a really good chance in this game. But I'm going to go with the best two players. And I don't think Florida Atlantic has a guy who can guard Keontae Johnson. He's just a mismatch nightmare, six foot six, two thirty, elite, elite athleticism. So I expect him to get whatever he wants against FAU. Forget about the seeding. The metrics say UConn's better than Gonzaga. 
the betting market is saying UConn's better than Gonzaga. Number hanging around two, two and a half. High total, 153 in the hook. What do you like? Yeah, I like, I like UConn. I think that UConn is really hard to guard. And for long stretches yesterday against UCLA, we saw Gonzaga's defense just show no interest in playing a lick of defense, like none. So I think that that is one of those things where we saw UCLA start to miss shots in the second half and everyone's praising Gonzaga's defense. I honestly thought that was because UCLA was tired. UCLA got great looks. UCLA just got worn out of gas with two starters being out. So I expect UConn to do what they're, do their thing. They are one of the streakiest teams in college basketball. So when they're playing really well, they continue that stretch for a long time. They're undefeated against non-conference opponents this year, 15-0. and That matters in this one, too, just first time seeing them. And then on paper, just the matchup, just to have guys like Donovan Klingon come off the bench to give Drew Timmy fits for 15 minutes will be really, really interesting. And Adama Sanogo will be able to physically match up with Drew Timmy just fine. So I think this kind of comes down to these snipers. If Julian Strother is hitting logo threes and hitting four threes again, like that really changes what Gonzaga can do. But Jordan Hawkins has been one of the elite shooters in college basketball this season. He's really turning into a scorer and an alpha. I love where this UConn team is trending. I feel like they're the best playing, like the best team in the country right now outside of Houston and Alabama. And honestly, you got to put them in that tier. So I like UConn tomorrow, and I think they'll take care of business against a Gonzaga defense that we haven't, haven't seen them play 40 minutes of good defense all year. All right. Always quality info from Isaac Trotter of CBS Sports on my weekday show, BetQL Daily, live 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2, the Odyssey app. And you can watch us Twitch and YouTube. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670 The Score. You can follow me on Twitter by my name, at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Coming up next, you'll hear from a baseball better that I trust, and he's going against the White Sox hard. You've got 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Win a trip for two to beautiful Miami Beach Memorial Day weekend for the U.S. Army Salute Fest, the nation's largest military air show. This festival will feature three A-list musical artists, an interactive display village where the U.S. Army will showcase their top technology and innovations along with a multitude of careers available in the U.S. Army. Learn how to do it for real and be all that you can be. At night, enjoy a spectacular drone show, a fireworks extravaganza, and concert headliner. Register for the trip at SaluteFest.com and use promo code WSCR. Hey, it's David Hoffer, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 670 The Score. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash score, FanDuel.com slash S-C-O-R-E. Sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets in Houston, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Bet a little, win a lot, all on FanDuel Sportsbook. Don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash score to sign up now. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GOT-JUNK-TRUCKS are deceptively beautiful. How? Every 1-800-GOT-JUNK truck looks like a limousine for hauling junk. Hmm, a junk limousine. But beneath that gorgeous exterior is a mega heavy-duty junk removal machine. 1-800-GOT-JUNK-TRUCKS were designed to be ready for anything. How about construction site junk? All you have to do is point. Department store junk? All you have to do is point. Retail, grocery store, warehouse junk? Point, point, point. How about the monumental junk left after a fire? All you have to do is point. Or a flood. Do you really need me to say it? Or a hurricane. Again, all you have to do is point. But this time, you'll need to do it with your other hand. Why? Because the first hand will be tired from all of that other pointing. I see your point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Tax refund shock is everywhere. But what is it? My tax refund shrank! (gasps) 
Mine too. Ooh. The culprit? Pandemic-related stimulus payments and tax credits expiring. In this reporter's opinion, you need a tax expert. Hey guys, Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest refund. And tax prep is 50% off? Going there now. 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com 50 for terms. Every piece of land has a story. The Upshaw's right there is with a John Deere 1 Series tractor they call Penny. When your project comes up, you have to just jump in and figure out what is it going to take. From front loader to backhoe, the Upshaw's have the tools to DIY all day long. Run with us on a 1 Series tractor and start telling your story. Get a 1 Series tractor starting at $134 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. The Dell Technologies semi-annual sale starts now with limited quantity deals on select performance PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Save on select Vostro laptops with built-in security features and select Latitude laptops with enhanced privacy, collaboration, and connectivity. Save on select essential accessories plus free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Hey guys, this is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that AutoTrader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. Auto Trader. It's truck season at your local Chevy dealer. Right now, get 0% APR financing on a Chevy Silverado 1500 pickup. Plus, make no monthly payments for 90 days. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and score big. Early on to Joe Ostrowski is very early during March Madness. Here, 6 to 7 a.m., typically 8 to 9 right here on The Score. I'll have my regular hits during the week. But this is my last score show before opening day. Here are your win totals for the North and South Siders at BetMGM. Cubs are 77 and a half. That has not budged. And the Sox down to 82 and a half. Down a bit because sharper betters are fading the White Sox. Guys like Sean Zarillo. Sean takes deep dives into all this, breaks it down as well as anyone when it comes to MLB betting. Here's Sean this week on BetQL Daily. We started with the AL East, but a few times we get into why he hates the Sox so much. Listen up. Yeah, last year I was all over the Blue Jays, divisionally pennant World Series. This year, my opinion has changed. I like the Yankees. I actually rate them as the best team in the American League coming into the season, now partially to do with Altuve's injury, Lance McCullers starting the season on the IL, Jordan Alvarez, who I have a bunch of futures on, MVP, stat leaders, still has not played in a game. So mm-hmm. some concern there with the Astros, but just in terms of how I power rank these teams out, have the Yankees is about six wins better than the Blue Jays. Looking at Pakota, they see about an eight-win gap between the two teams, but Zips only has the gap at around three wins. So across the market, my projections, Zips, Pakota, all like the Yankees to finish ahead of the Blue Jays this season, like them as the best team in the AL East. But the more I look at these rosters, you see how strong Randy Rosarena is playing in spring training. I still expect a big jump from Wander Franco at some point, and I like the prospects that the Rays potentially have coming up in addition to just developmental acceleration for guys like Josh Lowe, things like that. So I think the Rays are going to be very competitive this year, and I expect the division to be more like it was two years ago where we sort of had a three-team race going down the stretch, not to mention the fact that the Orioles and the Red Sox should continue improving. Yoshida has looked incredible for the Red Sox in the mm-hmm. WBC, and the Orioles are just absolutely loaded top to bottom with talent in their farm system. And the fact that they're starting Grayson Rodriguez probably in their big league rotation to start the season, I think is an encouraging sign for how aggressively they plan to use their prospects throughout the year. So you like the Yankees in the ALEs. Well, why don't you rattle off your favorite division plays overall? Yeah, uh, so I bet all six divisions, but in terms of the teams that I like, the Guardians and the AL Central, not only in terms of how I would have intuitively expected the new rules to help them more so than any other team, but there's actually been independent studies done by 538 Baseball Prospectus, and pretty much everybody is in agreement. The new rules help the Guardians more than they help any other team. They were a top two or three defensive team last year, 
but they relied on the shift less so than any other team. They also have tons of depth. They're built to play out a season on top of the fact that they're a great base running team. They're going to be able to take extra bases, steal bases, but more so as they get hits, poke hits on people, they're going to be able to take extra bases. And then also the fact that they just put balls in play without shifting, that's going to help them in general. Jose Ramirez is one of the most heavily shifted players in recent years. So I love the Guardians in the Central. I think there's value on the Twins, too, at around 3-1. to one. I'm very low on the White Sox. That is a two-team race to me. So if you want to bet on the Twins at 3-1, to one, I think that's justifiable as well. I just personally prefer the Guardians. In the AL West, you need to bet the Angels at 12-1 to one to win the division. I don't care if you think they're going to win the division. I don't care how much you put on it. A tenth of a unit at 12-1 to one is extremely justifiable. You look at the odds from Fangrass and Bakota, both of their odds would have them at about 6-1. to one both of them independently. So 12 to one is a ridiculous number. I think this angel team is much better than they were last year. And their odds have essentially tripled where they were in last year's preseason. So the angels should be more competitive in their division this year. I think 12 to one is just a ridiculous number. Again, I have a 10th of a unit on it. It's worth poking the national league, the Braves, the Cardinals, the Padres are my three teams. I like all of their divisional futures. I like all of their pennant futures, frankly, and I like the Braves as my World Series future. They were my favorite team since the middle of last year. I rank them as the best team in baseball. Fangraphs also ranks them as the best team in baseball. I basically think they're the safest bet in terms of making the playoffs. So not only in terms of the upside value if they get the one or the two seed and get the buy, but also just in terms of safety of getting that future to the playoffs. I like the Braves World Series and Pennant odds. Ooh, love it. What about some of your favorite win totals? Yeah, I mentioned the, the White Sox and the AL Central. That is my favorite win total under this season. Pretty much the market in unanimous agreement that the White Sox are around an 80-win team. And usually when I bet win totals, I make a composite projection. I'll take my own projection. I'll take the other market projections out there, and I'll combine them. And if I see a, a delta of about three wins or more relative to that number, I'll place a bet. And pretty much every projection agrees that the White Sox total is about three and a half wins too high. So the White Sox under... I do like the Guardians and the Twins in that division. And it's worth considering this year, the two central divisions, which have been weak in recent years and consistently lose early in the playoffs, they're going to get fewer games against their own division. So the likelihood that we get more than one central division team in either league in the playoffs is lower than it is in previous years. So the White Sox, more difficult schedule, two teams ahead of them in their division I think are clearly better than them. Eloy Jimenez already hurt in spring training. Lucas Giolito, bad down year last year, and I don't necessarily think there's signs he's going to recover. I'm very low on this White Sox team. I like their win total under. I also like the Phillies win total under initially. Now that the Mets are starting to get banged up, it does raise the Phillies ceiling. That's why I think the most optimal way to play the NL East is just to bet the Braves futures, because I do see a bigger gap between the Braves and their competitors than I do the rest of the market. I still like that Phillies win total under just with how the Mets are sort of coming into the year banged up. It sort of raises my projection on the Phillies. So if you're going to pick amongst my favorite win totals, it's still White Sox under. I think you just have to kind of figure out how to optimally play these divisions based on what's happening. You know, you may love a team like the Padres this year, for instance, but don't bet their win total over and lay minus 110, take plus 140 on them to win the division. It's essentially the same bet. And I don't really think the the Dodgers are nearly as strong as they have been in recent years. So just think about the most optimal way you could play some of these teams. Don't lay minus 110 to bet an over on a win total when you can get plus money for them to win the division. And it's essentially the same bet. Uh, you know, I have to follow up on the White Sox. It feels like every year that uh, either positive or in the negative sense that you have a strong opinion strong. On, on the White Sox just about every single year. Uh, we know everything went wrong last year. The win total was in the 90s. What would you say to someone who says, look, um, the La Russa Circus is gone for the most part. It's a, it's a lot of the same roster returning outside of Abreu. Are they going to get that dead cat bounce? Because everything went wrong and they were hanging around 500. And that's about what you need out of the win total, just above 500 uh, to go over. What do you say to those people? So they exceeded their Pythagorean mark by three wins last season. They should have been three wins, mm -hmm. wins worse than they actually even finished. So that's always a negative sign. Usually these teams sort of regress year to year back towards their Pythagorean mark. The thing that concerns me the most, and I expect breakouts eventually from Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets. I like those guys as bats. 
the thing that concerns me the most is defense and the lack of shifting. They were minus 35 in defensive run save last year. They finished 26th. They were plus 12 because of the shift. So you take away the shift, they're going to continue to be one of the worst defensive teams in baseball. You know, is Luis Robert going to stay healthy for a full season, going to give you what he gave during the pandemic season? They have upside on this roster. There's no doubt about that. Mancata, Robert, if all of these guys hit their 90th percentile of projections, Dylan Cease, Giolito bounce back. I actually expect a really good year for Lance Lynn. Added a slider midway through last year. It can finally get lefties out. So there's pieces on the team, right? Kopech still is upside, but the depth isn't there. And when you take away a few of their guys, Eli, somebody else out of the lineup, somebody out of the rotation, the replacements that they have on their 40-man roster compared to the other teams in the division is scary because the Twins have batter after batter after batter in their minor leagues. They can bring up and fill out their lineup. The White Sox don't really have that. The Guardians have that. The White Sox, in terms of depth, actually rate closer to the Royals and the Tigers than they do to the teams above them in the division. So that is where the scare comes in on a game-to-game basis. The White Sox are going to be competitive. You have great starting pitchers. They're always going to project well on an individual game basis. But over the course of the season, factoring in injuries, that's where it's going to get concerning on top of the defense. What about- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. About the awards market, American and National League MVP, do you have your picks there? Yeah, I like Juan Soto this year in the NL. Uh, Joe and I talked about it a bunch a couple years ago. Juan Soto plus 750, I believe he was going into the season, was my favorite future two years ago. Last year, he dropped to plus 300, even though he hadn't won. This year, he's back up to plus 600. That's the price point that Mm -hmm. I want to bet on Juan Soto at. When you compare him to his peers in the National League, He rates well ahead of everybody in terms of his average production as a component of playing time. So assuming everybody plays a full season, Juan Soto should drastically outpace the field in terms of wins above replacement, which is basically the key stat for award selectors when they decide who wins a category. In the American League, Shohei Otani clear favorite for the same reasons you combine his pitching and hitting more, and he has a pretty big leg over the rest of the field. But there are some guys who are worth taking shots on, and in particular, Jordan Alvarez, my favorite bet. He is the best hitter in baseball. It is not Juan Soto, in my opinion. Soto just happens to have the best eye. But Jordan, when you take the complete package, the lollipops on his StatCast page, this guy's a 100th percentile hitter in pretty much every category. The concern is that he hasn't really swung a bat in spring training yet. And keeping an eye on that, especially with the Altuve injury, but with Altuve being out, certainly boosts his case, too. I like Jordan for a bunch of things, home run leader, RBI leader, MVP. Across the board, I think his odds are pretty nice. Uh, 14 to 1, best number out there for MVP. So there's another guy in his team, Christian Javier, who I've been high on for AL Cy Young. Uh, you look at the way that the Astros talk about him, they're thinking about extending him, with the way baseball people talk about him as well. And I had ranked Javier as basically a top five starting pitcher down the stretch last year. His metrics were up there with everybody. Corbin Burns, he had like a 2-6 expected ERA. So Javier was one of my favorite Cy Young bets. Uh, Hunter Green in the National League, one of my favorite Cy Young bets at about 60-1. to So there's players all over the board. I'll have more content coming out this week. Kind of going into detail, numbers have moved down, which is what makes it tough because this is very much a thing that I want to give out the right player at the right number. I bet Anthony Volpe at 25-1 to to win AL Rookie of the Year. At 8-1, to I don't like him, but at 25-1 to when I bet him, that's a tremendous bet. So very price sensitive, but it's six to one Juan Soto. If you're looking for one awards bet to make, that is probably my favorite bet. on. All right. Very good. Uh, we hit on 
uh, World Series a little bit during the Braves conversation. That is your favorite World Series bet. Uh, is there anybody else that you want to throw out there? Maybe are, are there some value plays you like or just how you attack it, any uh, any possible division winners? Maybe you don't quite think they're going to win the World Series, but, hey, it might be worth a shot because the path is there. Yeah, last year I gave out the Phillies at 40-1 to 1 preseason. That was my favorite preseason World Series long shot, and it ended up getting us pretty far. The teams that I like – in the middle and long shot price range this year, the 25 to one teams are the Cardinals and the Rays. I believe I talked about the Rays and their upside in addition to the fact that they have a pretty loaded bullpen. And if you get to October with them, they're going to manage their pitching staff very well and go on a deep run because they're very effective at managing those innings. The Cardinals as well, like the Guardians, are built for these new rules. Speed, defense, have an elite prospect in Jordan Walker coming up, who I think can be a game changer in terms of how you see their team. If you add another elite hitter into the middle of their lineup with a couple of Hall of Famers already with Goldschmidt and Arenado in there, the concern is the starting pitching. I think they have the prospects and the pieces to potentially go out and add somebody during the season. And I just like them in general to win their division. So the Cardinals are 25 to one, I think get to the postseason, and you're sitting on a nice 25 to one ticket. That's probably playing out of the wild card round, but at least, you should have some value with that ticket if they qualify. And then lastly, the Guardians already mentioned, they're sitting at 40-1. to 1. I like them to get to the playoffs out of the AL Central. I think they're a very safe bet to make the playoffs. If the AL Central gets two teams, I think it's because the Twins upset them and the Guardians still end up making it there with their depth because they seem like a very high floor team likely to get 86 or 87 wins at a minimum. So the Guardians, the Cardinals, the Rays, those would be my longer shot World Series plays. Amongst the mm -hmm. favorites, I prefer the Braves and the Padres. Are there any other season-long bets um, in any other markets that we haven't touched on that you like or that maybe, you know, for our listeners, you, you would advise to stay away from? You know, the one thing I'll say is that you should your bet should sort of have a correlation to them, right? So I project everything out, and the Braves are my best team. Well, one guy I really love for wins leader is Max Fried. He's going to start the most games for the team that I project for the most wins. And he is their best pitcher. So, well, maybe not their best pitcher on a per inning basis, but their best pitcher likely is to get the most innings. So Max Fried, 25 to 1 is wins leader. I project him as the wins leader. And it also aligns with the fact that I project the Braves as the best team in baseball. So any correlation you have like that, like Acuna MVP, Matt Olson RBI leader, all of those sorts of bats that correlate to one another, I like to put those all in my card. That was Sean Zarillo with me this week on BetQL Daily. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, sorry, Sox fans. It made a lot of sense. Everything that uh, Zarillo was saying there. This will make you feel better. I do know someone very positive on the White Sox. His name is Jim Miller. He joins me next because we have picks for all six divisions. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, earlier during the tourney, on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Good morning and welcome back. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670 The Score with you a little bit earlier than usual. But uh, always with us, every single Saturday, no matter the time, it is Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse, and he is pumped for the start of the baseball season, which is uh, now less than a week away, Jim. Jim, I feel like we're in a weird place, and it, it is a positive thing when I say a weird place because it's March, and it feels like the sport of baseball has momentum. We've gone yep. over the rule changes that we like, and now we're on the heels of the excitement of the WBC. I mean, that thing was drawing ratings against the NCAA tournament, which I never thought would be the case. I tuned into WBC games during the NCAA tournament. I love the NCAA tournament. But what it was, the cool thing about the WBC was it was like you had meaningful all-star games being played. And that was the thing that was really cool. Every team was stacked. Every team was really into it. But every game seemed to be played with meaning. And that was the thing that was really cool all the way to the end. And I'll tell you, even in the final, I couldn't stand the inability of the United States team for situational hitting purposes. The amount of just ill-timed ground ball double plays was terrible. But again, the game was on the line, went all the way to the end. Incredible matchup. 
it was so cool and definitely momentum building into the season. Hand up, man, because in the beginning, when people were talking about it that I know, big baseball fans, your diehards, they were in from the start, and I would laugh at them and kind of shrug it off. I mean, come on, there are better things to do with your time. <laughs> I was on the meaningless side, and then we yeah. saw the uh, Diaz injury. We saw the Altuve injury. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why are teams sending their best players? And then last Saturday happened. Everybody was in so much excitement. Trey Turner, these last few games, he was unbelievable. I hit that home run prop four to one uh, during the title game the other day. But uh, yeah, I, I was in for the last few games, but I will admit I had zero interest early on. Well, you and I, I mean, we were, we were talking even during the week and we both text each other within 30 seconds of one another when Trey Turner hit that grand slam. And I think that was the thing that really drew the non-believers in. Yeah. It was just the timing of it all. I, mean, I think I'd flipped over during a timeout from an NCAA game, and the timing couldn't have been any more awesome and perfect for it. But then it just drew you into the excitement. Then the next game was bigger and more important. The next game was even bigger and more important than that. But it couldn't have happened at a better time. The locations were great. They were electric for the crowds. They did a wonderful job for that. And it's something that the Olympics missed out with dropping baseball and MLB picked it up and did something really smart here with the WBC. Yeah. And based on what just happened, I would guess that more star players are going to want to be a part of this. Maybe yes, some sure. pitch, maybe some pitchers. It'd be tough to get teams on board, but I would like to see the U.S. get some better pitching uh, at least. And then maybe they would have won that whole thing. Early yep. odds, Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score. Okay, here's what we're doing today in our MLB preview as, as these continue bouncing around, talking about win totals, awards we like. Let's talk about some divisions, Jim, where you get value. Some divisions where we like a team that is not favored to win. Here are your six favorites. American League, Guardians, Yankees, Astros. No surprises across the board. Probably the same for most in the NL. Okay, so Cleveland, New York, Houston, National League. It's the Redbirds, the Braves, and the Dodgers. Jim, you start us off. Which division do you want to hone in on? I'm going to make a call here, Joe. Out of those six you named, only one will be a division winner at the end of the season. Only so one favorite. Only one favorite will be a division winner at the end of the season. Oh, I've, I've, got more. I've got more than that. i got about half. There you go. All right. Well, let's, hey, let, let's start with the hometown teams. Let's start in the AL Central. Mm -hmm. All right. The Guardians are at plus 145. Our White Sox are at plus 250 right now. This was a team that was an absolute disaster last year, Joe, and they still finished 81 and 81. Pitching, I think, can be a strength for them because a lot of teams still are not deep for pitching. You have Dylan Cease, who skipped the WBC. He's good. Giolito has looked better. Lance Lynn threw well in the WBC. We'll see what we get out of Michael Kopech. And Clevenger is cleared of everything on his end. All of a sudden, that rotation doesn't look too bad in a division that's not great from top to bottom. But I could see the White Sox at two and a half to one being a pretty decent value there. Jim, you told me Aloy was going to be healthy because he's going to be a DH. He is. Okay. Don't the let him play right piling, anymore. The, the injuries are piling up. This is a very thin roster compared to the top of the division with Cleveland and Minnesota. We know if they get a couple of injuries that pile up, like Vaughn, like Mancata, like Aloy, like Crochet, all of a sudden it's like, what? What's there? They don't have any depth to this team. That's they my don't. biggest problem. It's yeah. scary. It's scary. But health and health is going to be the key. But look how many injuries they had last year. Can can it be that bad? I mean, of course, yes. You don't mm -hmm. have Liam Hendricks right now. Eloy better not play more than 40 games in the outfield all season if he makes it through the year. Mancada will have to wait and see what we get out of him. But I think he's going to be okay as long as he stops running into outfielders. I mean, yes, there's things you do have to worry about. But at the same time, Yasmani Grandal cannot be as bad as he was. Andrew Vaughn's going to come into his own. I fully expect that. I love the Elvis Andrews signing. You have Tim Anderson and Andrews in the middle of the field. That's a solid double play combination. I think they're going to hit for average. Benintendi in the outfield is so much better defensively. 
You have Luis Robert, who's solid defensively. Yes, health is the key. If they stay healthy, they should be a very solid baseball team. I think Cleveland still wins a division. All these rule changes, they help the smart teams. The Guardians are a smart team. They had 119 stolen bases last year. They might get more. They have an elite bullpen. Contact hitters throughout the entire lineup. I think this is going to be good stuff for Cleveland. I would not play the win total 87 and a half. I wouldn't go over that no. number, but I think Cleveland wins a division. All right. We'll see. Here's the thing, though, in that division, the disparity for prices is, isn't that big. You're looking at Cleveland mm -hmm. around plus 145, plus 150. The White Sox are their third choice at plus 250. So it's completely understandable. Now, here's the thing, Joe. Two other divisions in the American League, yep. you can find some value. So let's shift over to the AL West. You talked mm -hmm. about Altuve getting hurt in the WBC. Mm -hmm. Houston's somewhere between minus 185 and minus 200 right now. Here's a team I want to ask you about. Yeah. What about the Texas Rangers at 10 to 1? They have a sneaky good offense in an offensive ballpark. They have Jacob deGrom, who looked good in his first spring outing. They're a team that's going to be greatly improved. It wouldn't surprise me if they could be a factor in here. Mm. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. I agree with you the idea of picking a team in the West. I've just had a hard time figuring out which team to land on. I think that West is going to be more open than many expect. A lot of times after making the run to win the World Series, things just fall apart. Aren't you getting the sense early on that things are kind of falling apart, maybe yeah. just for one year with Houston? You've got yeah. McCullers. He's going to be out until at least May. Altuve out until at least June. Tucker's hobbled. Alvarez is hobbled. These are their best players. Right. And, and right. I know they have depth to the organization, but the other teams in this division, as you point out, got a lot better. You bring up Texas. I think that is certainly fair to consider, especially if uh, DeGrom can stay healthy for the entire season. I want to throw another team at you. And it's interesting when you paused and you said you wanted to throw an AL West team at me. I was like, oh, he's going to Seattle, isn't he? He's going to go to Seattle. We're not <laughs> it's even not going to be the Angels, I can tell you that. Well, that's my question. Nobody's talking about him. Didn't they get better? You still have Rendon and Walsh. We know about Otani and Trout. Now you have Renfro there. I know Who's there's no pitch. I know there's no depth after Otani. I understand that. I like Detmers. I like Detmers and what he did last season. And I know there's not enough depth there. But uh, the lineup, I thought, got deeper. Maybe it's just maybe it's the year when nobody's talking about the Angels where they actually decide to compete. I, and I'm just this is a total value play looking for looking for something there. If you're doubting the Astros, it's the thing that's amazing about the Angels is every year you have two guys that are going to be in the top five for the MVP voting. Yet every year they sometimes somehow some way f still find a way to disappoint you. But the other and guys are really same. good, too. After Trout and Otani, they have guys that are top 20 players in the yeah, league. They do. And that's what, and that's when you get surprised that they're below 500. Crazy. It's so crazy. All right, here's, some, here's another team I want to ask you. I want to shift over to the NL East, Joe. Yeah. All right, Atlanta's your favorite here. The Mets, didn't they get better? And they won 101 games. Yes, they lost Edwin Diaz. But they're a good team. And you're still getting in some places anywhere from plus 170 to plus 200 on the Mets. They won 101 games last year. I thought they got better too. Mm, I like the favorite. Where do you think they got better? Where, okay, they're going to have a better record than the Braves. Like the Phillies, look, last year was awesome. This was a Philly show. We were right on them winning the NL pennant. And they get Turner. So you're getting rid of Segura and you're bringing in Turner. What an upgrade. That, but but yeah. we know we know about Harper. That's going to be uh, tough to deal with. So we're going to push Philly to the side, even though they're going to be really good as far as winning the team. And you loved them last year. I love the Braves, man. The Braves are so good. Now, listen, did they get better? I don't know. You lost to Grom. You did bring in Verlander. You have all of these older starters. Is that going to yes. continue for the entire year? Uh, the Mets have a top-heavy lineup, and that's what really bothers me about a team that spent a half a billion dollars this offseason. They're just so top-heavy. 
and the Braves are not. They have a full lineup, top to bottom, even after losing Dansby Swanson with Acuna, Riley, and Albies, and, and now you bring in Harris. We saw what he did, and they just keep finding guys in the rotation. Last year, Strider was the new guy. Atlanta, they're just over plus money to win the division. Win total for the Braves and Mets is the same, 95 and a half. I think the Braves are the better team. Yeah, I think they could both go over that 95 and a half too. And that's that's the thing that'll be interesting. What I think what's going to come down to it for the Braves is, is going to be on the pitching end of things. We'll have to see if Strider can repeat. We'll have to see what happens on that. And to, to me, the Mets, they're kind of like what we saw out of St. Louis last year. A lot of veteran leadership, a lot, of, and, and the veterans held together and did well. And that's the thing. It's durable veterans. It's not broken down veterans. It's durable veterans. So that was the reason that I thought the Mets could be worth a look there. Uh, we should probably talk about the other central, the National League central, yes. since we talked about the AL side. Uh, this is another one of those divisions. I promise you, I have some non-favorites that I do like. I'll get to those in a minute. But it's another one of those divisions where I like the favorite. St. Louis, minus 125 to win the division. I think you could make the argument that the price should be higher. I see yes. a gap between St. Louis and the rest. In fact, Milwaukee is getting too much respect with a win total of 85 and a half. We know they're going to trade Woodruff or Burns, and it's the same old story, Jim. They don't have a lineup that can hit. If, no. if I'm, if I'm going to make a case for some movement, now I said I still like the Cardinals to win the division. Maybe if you want to do an exacto or trifecta, I could see maybe the Cubs bumping up and being yes. second place here. Isn't this the worst division in baseball? I think it is. Yeah, I when mean, you look at the two bottom feeders, they are so bad. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and the two bottom feeders are bad, and the Brewers, I think, are going to get worse. I think Agreed. you're right. If you're looking, and, and here's the thing. This is the one division where I think they're right. I think St. Louis is going to be the division winner, and I thought the Cubs actually provided the value because they're sitting at about 6-1 to one right now. Mm-hmm. They have youth that is talented. All right, pitching pitching's always going to be a question for them, especially with Kyle Hendricks on the shelf. I like their additions this year. I like the addition of Trey Mancini. I think he's going to be all right. Cody Bellinger is a guy that at one time was the man. He doesn't have to be the man anymore, but if he's just decent, this is a team that has improved greatly. And look at him last year. They won 74 games last year, and that was a team that nobody expected a thing from. Everybody's going to be happy if they're around 80, 81 victories. But what's yep. St. Louis's number going to be? Maybe 90 if they have a good season? But if you're looking for somebody to try to contend and compete, maybe the Cubs. I'd, I'd take the Cubs over the Brewers any day. We both like Cubs over 77 and a half. And yes. a lot of these additions you're talking about, they're ceiling guys. If he can stay healthy, Tyon's a ceiling guy. You yes. mentioned Bellinger, and that was recent. Swanson, can he be a repeat? And we haven't talked about a lot of the top prospects that we're going to see in short order, right? right. So. We both like what the Cubs are doing here. All right, two divisions we have not talked about. You know what, Jim? They are two divisions where I like a non-favorite. So let's go. Oh, good. Let's see if we have the same ones. Okay, good. Uh, AL East? We're not going to have the same one, I don't think. Oh, you got the Yankees win that division. No, I have Baltimore 25-1. to Okay, you can, you can sell me into that. I'm in love with Toronto. Uh, state, yeah. ca- state your case for the O's. State the case for the O's. Right, this is a team that you, when you talked about the Guardians, it's very similar. The changes and what you're going to have for more stolen bases, how much you're going to rely a little bit more on defense than that, and, and just athleticism is something where the Baltimore Orioles last year, they were 83 and 79, and nobody talked about them. This is one of the teams that is going to benefit the most by not having to play their division 19 times per team this year. You don't see the Yankees 19 times. You don't see the Rays. You don't see the Jays 19 times. That's going to benefit Baltimore. I think they can be a little bit better for that. Pitching is a huge question mark. A lot of, lot of question marks there, but it's a lot of young, talented hitters in this lineup, and they are the longest price in their division at 25 to 1. A lot of people I respect, Jim, agree with you 100% on Baltimore. So I don't think that's a crazy idea. Boston might just be horrendous. Yes, they're going to be bad. Oh, with their four starters over the age of 30, what are they going to get out of sale? Kluber, I mean, get out of here, man. Uh, Keep it moving. And I have concerns about Tampa Bay. I know you end up looking stupid when you doubt the Rays, 
But that lineup, I do have some questions about. And I go to Toronto, and man, I'm in love with this team. I feel like we're all going to be a year off on Toronto. They got better. So the criticism of them with the lineup, very deep, great hitters, was they were too right-handed. What did they do? They brought in a bunch of lefty bats. Varsho hit 27 homers last year. They got Brandon Belt. I've played his homer and prop a million times against righties. Kiermaier as well. And then what people aren't talking enough about is that they brought in the outfield walls. They already have that power. And then they bring the walls in, especially in center and right center for those lefty bats. Look at the strength of the pitching now. Gaussman has been fantastic. Barrios is their four. They're yes. four. When he was he in was Minnesota, the he was the, the one. He yes. was the one. He's yep. their four. That's always been a problem. And people remember that it, they got off to a very slow start. And they aren't thinking about how they finished on a tear, still got 92 wins with the slow start, a plus 96 run differential. Just New York was so much better than everybody else. People weren't talking yep. about Toronto. Toronto's plus 220. I've got them in the mix for the World Series. I disagree with the projections some. They're a little down on them. I don't understand. They got so much better, and I don't know what their weakness is. Yeah, and everybody's so high on the Yanks. Get How out hard is it to repeat that? And look at no. the Yankees the last, even the last 60 years. Rodon's already hurt. We've lived yes. that, Jim. He's already hurt. Yes. yes, and the last 60 games of the year last year, they weren't great. Yeah, I would go against them for sure. All right, here. Here's the other division we haven't talked about, Joe, NL West. Yes, sir. How many more injuries can the Dodgers handle? It's like their entire rotation is hurt, and then you get Gavin Lux hurt. They have so many injuries, and they still spend a ton. You never know what, what you're going to get out of Kershaw year in and year out. And you look over at a team like the Padres. I know. They're at plus money. That's a talented young roster that should have a very good season. Hey, we agree on something. Did it take six divisions? <laughs> One for six, not bad. <laughs> Did it? Is that? I think so. I think our picks in agreement. Yep. One for six. That is pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At first blush, my thought was, okay, look, if I'm not picking the Dodgers to win the division, I probably need to get better than 140. But then, you, like you mentioned, you start to look at what is happening to the Dodgers right now, and the Padres oh. keep adding. They keep adding. They keep adding. What do they not have? Um, Haters, the closer. Soto is coming back, of course. They signed Bogarts when they don't even need him. Right. Machado, Tatis, if he ever can. If Are we going to see Tatis or is he just a rumor? I think we'll see him at some point. The suspension is going to end at some point. You know, Carpenter under the radar was really good last year. They bring him in. This lineup is awesome. The they rotation, look like an all-star team. Like Snell, he was really good last year, and he's the three. When you put it that way, like, okay, plus 140, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. All right, Padres, agreement. We don't agree on Atlanta and the Mets. That's fine. I think we have an, we're in agreement on St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis, so too. So we, right. can, we can take two there. So, so that's not bad. And, and we've agreed that we can defeat the Yanks in the East. And Houston. so we're not, yeah, we're, we're not too far off. Okay. The other teams were just different. Yes. We, we say you can catch the Astros, catch the Yankees and go elsewhere, but we didn't agree where, but St. Louis, San Diego, that's not bad. That's, yeah. that's not bad. And you, <laughs> what is this, this Braves hate? I don't understand this. And it's not hate. Series. It's not hate. It's just value. Okay. All Just right. looking for value. That's you, all. You you like the Big Apple? Oh, New York guy. <laughs> Only for one team. <laughs> all right, Jim. Before we cut you loose, horses today. So there's two races. Only two I want to look at, but there's two 100 point Derby preps. So the winners of these races will be in the Derby. So you definitely want to watch closely. At Turfway Park, race number 12. Bet the 10 horse, two fills across the board. You'll get decent value, and that horse could be heading to the Derby. And then there's a chance for a price. Fairgrounds, race 12, the Louisiana Derby. 
Bet the one, Shopper's Revenge across the board. It's a horse that has speed and a race with no pace, and this one's 12 to 1 in the morning line. We build the bankroll and get ready to roll it all over on our MLB action, which is just a week away, Joe. Let's go. At Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. His name's Jim Miller. Thank you, Jim. Best of luck uh, with, with the rest of the tournament here, and uh, we kick it into high gear next week with daily baseball games to bet on, all right? Man, I'm ready, Joe. Good luck. Yeah, it's so much tournament, then it turns to the start of the baseball season, the Masters, NBA and NHL playoffs are close, a lot of fun. Uh, we have a couple minutes left, so let's talk about the NFL draft. Oh yeah, it's coming up too. Don't forget next month. Uh, the former Bears pick, number one overall, now owned by Carolina. After the Bears made that deal, C.J. Stroud became a massive minus 400 favorite, then Bryce Young started getting some love. There was Richardson getting love after the combine in there. The numbers started dropping. It was actually pretty close with Stroud and Young at one point. And then earlier this week, Stroud has his pro day. You expect him to look good. He does. Now he's back to a minus 300 favorite. More and more betting markets popping up each and every day. And uh, we're actually lucky here in the state of Illinois as far as betting because a lot of states... They can't even wager on this stuff. The position of the Bears' first drafted player is posted. We all assume offensive line, and that is your minus 165 favorite. Second favorite, D-line slash edge player, plus 200. Then it's cornerback, plus 750. Wide receiver, plus 1,000. Quarterback is all the way down at 100 to 1. More and more on betting the NFL draft in the coming weeks. Thanks for hanging out over the last hour here on Early Odds. Follow me on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski by my name there, at Joe Ostrowski. I'll have the podcast up, and you'll find all of my BetQL daily content up there as well. BetQL's countdown to tip-off is next on the score. Enjoy your weekend. Weather looks pretty good. Uh, remember to catch those tickets and keep it locked right here on 670 The Score. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 